You are listening to content from Christ Our Hope Anglican Church in Fort Collins, Colorado. For more information, you can find us on the web at ChristOurHopeAnglican.org. And now, here's today's message. So I'm going to begin my sermon the same way that I did last night. Hallelujah, Christ is risen. It feels so good to say that. There is a natural joy that just pours out when I think and speak about the resurrection. And from looking around the room, I know that many of you feel it too. I love seeing the Alleluia banners wave this morning whenever that word that we have waited all Lent to say comes out and pours forth again. Um, and at our Easter vigil last night, the, the, all of the different... Um, Creative presentations of the stories were great, but one of the things that was my favorite part of the evening was actually watching as people just spontaneously got up and danced in the aisles. Um, The kids started it. This is one of the things that kids do for us that is really good, but I loved watching some of the adults join in. And so there was dancing coming on right here. There was dancing on the sides. There was dancing around there. Um, So if you want to dance today, go ahead. And of course, the way that we tell our story all of the pageantry that we have, the hallelujah banners, the dancing and the song, that helps us to feel that sense of joy. After all, it's not every Sunday that we get to run around the room with streamers, which is what's going to happen after communion. And I'm thankful that this year we don't have to worry about the streamers catching on the sprinklers because we have ceilings that are more than seven and a half feet tall. Um, But the joy does come from more than just the way that we tell the story. It is important to remember that this is a joy that is rooted in what actually happened. Our sin was paid for on the cross. Death was defeated in the resurrection. We can, because of what Jesus did, be called sons and daughters of God. Our salvation was won for us by the death and by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And when we proclaim that Christ is risen, it is a proclamation that he has already won the victory over everything that would separate us from the love of God. It is a reminder that the answer to the question that Sam asks at the end of the Lord of the Rings, will every sad thing come untrue, is a resounding yes. And it's not just a nice ending that somebody made up in their imagination a false hope that belongs only in fairy stories. It is real. We need to know this. We need to proclaim this because it does not always feel like the world is headed towards a happy ending. I know that even though we're gathered here in joy on this Easter Sunday, many of you are going through difficult times right now. Some of you are experiencing the challenge of aging and declining health. Some of you have just heard a frightening diagnosis for a loved one. Some of you have experienced or are experiencing broken relationships. There are people who you wish were sitting next to you today who are not. Some of you are experiencing things that make it a struggle to hold on to hope. And the overall picture of our world can at times seem bleak as well. Many of our leaders seem to have lost their moral compass. The rampant consumerism of our age is damaging the good creation that God has given us. 
the gap between the haves and the have-nots just continues to grow. It seems that death still reigns upon the earth. But we know differently. No matter how many little deaths we face throughout our lifetime, no matter how our own life might end, death is not the end of the story. The resurrection of Jesus Christ is a reminder that God is working good beyond what we can see, that there is eternal life beyond death. We live a life that is filled with reminders of the cross, but Jesus made the cross a sign of hope instead of despair. And we know that if we are united with him in a death like his, we shall surely be united with him in the resurrection. And I want to emphasize again that this is not just wishful thinking. The resurrection is not a metaphor that helps us to cope with the hard parts of life, a pleasant story that helps us to hold on to hope in the midst of despair. The resurrection of Jesus Christ really happened. He went into the grave. When we proclaim together in the creed that he died and was buried, and on the third day he rose again, we really mean exactly that. And for those who are in Jesus Christ, those who are united with him, through faith and through baptism. The resurrection, life after life after death, is really and truly the end of your story too. This is what gives us the hope that we have, the hope that brings us to gather together, the hope that gathers us around the table so that we can receive the body and the blood and remember that we have been made in him to be the body of Christ. And this is a hope that is not just for our individual salvation, but for the work that God is doing in all of the world. The word of Paul in Romans is that all of creation is groaning for the sons and daughters of God to be revealed. His promise in Colossians is that through Christ, God is reconciling all things to himself. And our hope is not just that we are going to be whisked away from a failing world, but that every sad thing will come untrue, that the long arc of history ends in the victory of God and the renewal of all things in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And this gives us hope not just for the end of things, but now. For when we do the work that God has given us to do, sometimes our good deeds, all of the things that we try to, to bring good into this world seem like they cannot pale up against the, the pile of things of death that stand here. Sometimes it seems that even the things that we do to bring life into the world themselves die a quick death. Love is not returned. The money that we give is misspent. The beauty that we create goes unappreciated. Our work for the good of the world at times seems to make very little impact. But the death of our deeds is not the end of the story. For if you are in Christ, you are one whom God has restored to life. And he has created you to begin the process of bringing life into those places of death right now. You are a light in the darkness because of what Christ has done. And the deeds that you do are a light in the darkness as well. And even if those efforts seem to have little impact, if they are in God's hands, we know that the true end, 
beyond what we can see is that they will find their fulfillment in Christ. And when he makes all things new again, when he restores the world in Christ, those good deeds themselves will be brought into that heavenly kingdom because they are in him and therefore they endure. And all things that are in Christ endure. And it is the reality of the resurrection that gives us hope, that allows us to face death, that allows us to believe that not only you and I, but the whole world will be restored because God is reconciling all things to himself in Christ. If the resurrection were merely a metaphor, a pleasant way to talk about possibilities, then none of this is actually true. Our sins are not actually dealt with. Death is just as potent an enemy as before, and the world is doomed to entropy. The Apostle Paul wrote, If Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile, and you are still in your sins. But he answers himself just a few lines later, and he says, But Christ has indeed been raised from the dead. This is the foundation of our faith, that the resurrection is a real historical event, that it happened, and we pin all of our hope, all of our life upon this reality. We are given the good testimony of the apostles who saw Jesus, who, as it said in our reading in Matthew today, or in Acts today, they sat and ate and drank with him, and they testified that the one whom they saw hanging upon the cross, they actually saw alive, breathing, standing next to them. They touched him. And we can look at not just their words, but their actions and know that these were men whose lives were transformed because they saw the risen Lord, men and women. All of those who saw Jesus insisted until the day that they died that they had seen the risen Christ, and they did so not to become wealthy or influential. They did so even though it cost them legitimacy in the Jewish faith, even though it opened them up to persecution, even though for many of them it ultimately cost them their lives. We look to their testimony, and we also look to the testimony of those who are around us in this room. You can talk to people in this room, and they will tell you that they have experienced the risen Christ in their life. We can point to our own experiences of the risen Christ, of the joy and hope that rises within us when we give our lives to him, when he fills us with his Holy Spirit. This is the foundation of our faith. This is what we have to share with a world that desperately needs hope. And if we can preach the resurrection, then many of the other barriers to faith fall away. Because if Jesus died and was raised again, then it is a sign that all that he said about himself stands as true. He is who he says he was, the Son of God the teacher and Lord, the promised Messiah, who was the fulfillment of all of the Old Testament scriptures. He was our Savior. And his blood that was shed for us and for many was shed for the forgiveness of sins because he rose again. And we see that his words are true, that he was vindicated by God in his righteousness. And this also means that he is the one to be obeyed. In all of the things that he taught, 
including those things that he taught after the resurrection. There is a common theme in all of the scripture readings that we heard this morning in the New Testament reading and in the gospel reading. That those who have witnessed the risen Lord are all instructed to go tell other people what they have seen. When the women come up upon the angel at the tomb, he tells the angel tells them, go quickly and tell his disciples. And then when they find Jesus a little while later and fall at his feet in worship, he tells them, go and tell my brothers what you've seen. Peter, when he was preaching in Acts, said he commanded us to preach to the people and to testify about that this is the Christ, that he is the risen Lord. He wants us to go and tell. The work of salvation is finished. Jesus has done it. He has accomplished all that needed to be done on the cross and in the resurrection. But we cannot, we cannot add to that. We can't take anything away from it. But the gathering of God's people is not yet complete. And God graciously allows us to participate in that work. Allows us to testify to what he has done, to who he is. Allows us to carry forward the hope that we have in Christ to the world. We have no reason to fear in taking this message. I know that it is difficult and hard. But Christ is with us as we go forward to carry out the good news even if we suffer rejection or sorrow or broken relationships. We know that the story ends not in those little deaths, but in the hope of resurrection, in goodness and in life. And we know this because Jesus himself was raised from the dead. So this morning, as we gather together to proclaim to one another, to give thanks for God for what he has done, I hope that you take from this morning a deep sense of joy in the resurrection, a renewed hope about what God is doing in the world. I hope that you feel a new and strengthened confidence in your salvation, a strengthened faith, a belief of what God is, who God is, and what he has done. And I hope that you also take with you the good news to take it out of here, to go into the world and to share that Christ is risen. The Lord is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Three off there by getting it at the end, huh? This sermon is an audio ministry from Christ Our Hope Anglican Church in Fort Collins, Colorado. If you are in the area and would like to learn more about how you can worship with us in person or online, please visit us on the web at www.christourhopeanglican.org.